Hello, everyone. My name is Suki Thompson. Welcome to Reset, the podcast, a place for you to get some inspiration and advice to help you live a more fulfilling work life. I do hope that your journey to feel more connected, more inspired, just a bit more energized starts here. Take a moment now with me to reset. This week, I had the pleasure of talking to Richard Swan, a man helping people find their voice. And not surprisingly, he has many strings to his bow. He's a choir director, sing-along leader, workshop facilitator, composer, arranger, band leader, and entrepreneur. Richard is the founder and director of London City Voices, a leading community choir in central London, where literally hundreds of business people turn up every week to sing together. Richard clearly has a passion for music, and we talk about how he turned his passion into a business. Music, mindsets, and motivation is at the heart of this fascinating conversation as we discuss Richard's ambition to build a tribe of people who come together to feel part of something bigger than themselves. I know exactly how that feels. Personally, having loved music growing up and always promising myself to get back into singing, I ask Richard why I feel so daunted by the prospect of going back to it. Um, and he is the right person to ask. He talks to me about the book he's currently writing, Think You Can't Sing, Think Again, and his personal passion for coaching, confidence, and creating an environment where people feel safe to sing, practice, and play. Finally, we delve into how Richard looks after his own well-being in order to lead the choir to success and how continuous learning and development is really key to hitting all the right notes in his personal and his professional career. And if you love this podcast, come and see us live on May the 19th at the Power Up Festival in London because Rich is going to be there with his choir and also creating a virtual choir from us as the audience. I might even get back into singing. Uh, and if you have enjoyed this podcast, please also subscribe or hit the follow button. It makes a really big difference to us. Thank you very much. I'll speak to you soon. Hi, Richard. So lovely to see you. Lovely to see. Lovely to be here. Now, for those people who can't actually see you, um, I love talking to musicians and other creative people because they always have such fascinating rooms. Um, you've got lots going on behind you. What have you got there? Um, right, this is my studio. Um, I have got a white wall with uh, a mural on it, which was done by one of my choir members, actually. Ah. Uh, she does a lot of... Um, Aileen Wilson, she does a lot of uh, sign writing for festivals and, and uh, pubs and things like that. I've got various pictures of me leading the choir uh, yeah. and various bits of tech. <laughs> Lovely. 
Brilliant. Well, we'll come on and talk a little bit more about that. But um, I'm first going to ask you the question, which we asked loads of people, and we'll ask next week at the Parrot Festival, I think. Um, but it's um, it's something that we ask each other most days and then also at our workshops. So, Richard, on a scale of one to ten, how energised do you feel today? I would say I'm about a nine today. Oh, OK. That's very exciting. How? Why are you a nine today? Um. Most of the time, I'm. I would say I'm up between eight and ten. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit tired today, just because it's been a, a busy weekend. Um, so I'm not quite at a ten, um, but I am. I'm perhaps slightly artificially uh, raised because it's the beginning of the term for me uh, today. So I'm, I've got a lot to do today. I'm, I'm uh, rushing around like mad after after this. Um, so yeah, we start we start our new sixties uh, term this. Uh, this week wow wow so, uh, okay well we'll talk a bit about that too what's the, what's the 60s term tell us a little bit about that so um my choir london city voices uh we've just had a break because we had a concert a few weeks ago and we have now got our new term which is themed around the 60s so um we are going to be i think tonight we're doing dream a little dream and we're doing uh can't take my eyes off you mm, lovely Lovely. Okay. Well, we'll come and talk a little bit more about London City Voices. But can I? Let's just start a little bit with you, because you come from. So you're you're an Irish South African, but you grew up in Ireland and England. Is that right? Yes, basically. I was in South. I was born in South Africa. My mum was, was South African, and my dad was Irish. Uh, and I was in South Africa until I was six, and then we moved to Ireland. Uh, went to school there for a while learned Irish, all sorts of things, uh, and then came over here when I was 14, and I've been here ever since, and I'm about mm. 120 now, so. <laughs> so were you in Southern Ireland? Whereabouts in Ireland did you grow up? Yeah. Ah, lovely. And is that where your love of music came from, or were you a very musical family? Um, my parents met in a Gilbert and Sullivan Society, um, so I had music around me. Uh, they didn't play anything, but they sang a lot, um, and just always had lots of music going around. I might get interrupted by my cat who's just arrived. Um, okay. What's your cat called? We've had lots of animals on this show. What's your cat called? Pepper. She's wandering around here somewhere exploring. She'll probably meow in a minute. Um, uh, yeah, we. Um, I'm an only child uh, and um, just had, yeah, just used to mess around with things. And I had a harmonica at about the age of three or something and just taught myself stuff on it um, and learned the piano from seven. Uh, in hello pepper uh, in uh, in once i moved to dublin um started the piano um and uh, yeah been doing it ever since really mm, it's interesting isn't it i am um, uh, my daughter quite recently got a new boyfriend and he doesn't really sing and in fact he's a little bit tone deaf and jazz said to me it's so strange mom because he doesn't sing when he's kind of wandering around. And although we're not a musical family like you are in any way, jazz can sing beautifully. Um, her dad has got a kind of nice voice. Her grandmother um, did sing, you know, sang opera. But um, it, it never really struck me that people don't sort of sing at home and tra-la-la if they're not a very musical family. Because I get it if you're, you know, classically trained or, you, you know, you study it. Um, but I just sort of assumed that everyone sings a little bit with the radio or sings in the bath and, and merrily wanders around whistling and stuff. But actually, that, that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, they do, it isn't the case. And actually, your um, your daughter's boyfriend is probably not tone deaf, but he just 
uh, hasn't had the... So this is... I, I'm writing a book about this. Um, that he hasn't had the hours and hours of experience and training. Um, and you don't think of it as training when you're singing around the house, but it is. It's all practice and it's all... Um, you know, he, he, I suspect maybe his mum didn't didn't sing the wheels on the bus go round and round with him when he was a toddler. Um, that sort of thing. Um, it's uh, it's all this training, uh, years and years and years of practice and training that you don't have. Um, so so that's why he probably struggles to pitch. So it's not a case of not being able to, um, or not being not being capable of doing so. It's just a case of don't I don't know what to do. I don't know. How do I move my 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 muscles like that and get that sound? Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. We'll come and talk a little bit more about that because I think you, you know what has what strikes me about you is that you want everyone to be able to sing, and you know the, the London City Voices is all about getting people to sing. But let's come back a little bit to you. So you you're in England. Um, what does it feel like being an only child? South African. I remember my best friend from school was called Julia and she came over to England, actually to Cornwall, when she was about 12, 13, actually. She had a slightly South African accent. We thought she was the weirdest, but also slightly exciting kind of person because she spoke differently and she had a kind of different background. Did you get that feeling when you were uh, went to Ireland and then yeah. sort of lived in that world? So, <laughs> so I got, I had, uh, I've had quite a bit of of this, obviously, because I moved to two countries. Yeah. So, so when I moved to Ireland first, um, and I got, you know, the, the, obviously my classmates got told I was from 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 Africa. The the constant question I got was, "Why aren't you black?" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Cause I'm not." <laughs> um, uh, which was re re really strange to to just keep getting asked this question. Um, and this was don't, don't forget this is in that was in 1980 right. uh, oh and actually 1970 1976 when we moved there um i'm 51 um so so when 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 we moved there it was a very odd experience really um i then ireland became my kind of spiritual home still is really um i i i, I can't part of me would move back there in a heartbeat i'm very happy in london actually but but um, you know, I, I really love Ireland and I go back there a lot. Um, uh, so when I came over here, I moved to Margate. Um, my parents, my, my dad got a job in Margate. And, right. uh, uh, and so then I had an Irish accent. Um, so, and in 1984, uh, it wasn't a great, England wasn't a great place to have an Irish accent at the time. No. Um, so I very quickly lost my Irish accent. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, because I was going to ask you about that. So everyone always says to me, well, you don't sound very Cornish. And I would say, well, it's because I, I think because I went to drama school and also my mum doesn't sound very Cornish. Um, yeah. But is that for you? Did you purposely get rid of your accent? I did at, for, at the beginning. And then it just, I think I, I, I am one of those people who just picks up the accent as to what, what's around them, which was unfortunate right. being in Margate. Um, but but <laughs> I, I just, I guess I've, I've got a, more or less a, a kind of RP uh, accent right now, um, but you know, if I if I get drunk or if I'm yeah. if I come over to Dublin for for you know an hour, then uh, you know, de definitely start talking talk a little bit more in the in the Dublin. 
Oh, love that. Love that. Um, so, Richard, you were then, um, you went to Goldsmiths and then you became, a, did you become a teacher? Had, yes. Did you aspire to be a full-time performer? Um, I've, to be honest, I, I didn't really spend a lot of time thinking about what I wanted to do when, when I was a teenager. I, 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 I was interested, I liked doing music. Um, I also, did, I studied music, I did music in French for a year, gave up the French uh restarted the uh, with music and kind of just didn't quite know what i was going to do um so i ended up teaching and then i loved teaching um so yeah i did, did a pgce at goldsmiths as well and then uh went into into education and i absolutely loved it um i did it for quite quite some time uh i i again i've dotted in and out of it um so gave it up for three years and, and did some freelance music and then went back into teaching again as a bit more of a career and then just got very, very fatigued with the whole the bureaucracy and the, the yeah. being line managed by a geography teacher who, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and feeling very frustrated that I couldn't do the things that I knew would make a difference. Um, so I left uh, to go freelance, I ran a band for a few years function band, um, wedding band, all that kind of thing. Um, and then uh, taught quite a lot of private piano. Um, and then suddenly, yeah, I was asked to, to, to start directing a local choir, the Nunhead Community Choir. I live in Lewisham, South London. Um, and uh, yeah, just loved it. Absolutely loved it. I'd always done choirs in school um, yeah. and, and had fun with that. But um, this was suddenly oh this is this is really fun I really like this wow so so you kind of reset from teaching to then this choir in in Lewisham what was was kind of going on I think just before we go on to that to the choir piece I'm, I'm interested in you know the teaching and and teaching in schools because you know for me my love of music came from my first music teacher she was called Mrs Perry and I, you know, I did probably what lots of people did. I was in the school choir and we sang in the cathedral and, you know, and then I went on to drama school and sang again. But she made me love music and she was ferocious and quite scary. And we had to, you know, we, uh, you know, I think back on it. I'm not sure that that many school, normal school choirs, this is, this is not an elite choir particularly. You know, we, we stayed after school for three afternoons a week and then at least one or two lunch hours. We did a lot of singing, but she was amazing. And so often you listen to musicians and conductors and all sort of people, and there is a moment when it is that very special teacher that made a difference, that, that got them into doing something. What is it that makes a music teacher in particular very special? What is it, how do you kind of connect with students? I th So I think because, because you're, you're not just it's not just a job you are you are teaching you are com you are communicating your passion so so you know music is is everything you know to me so so and all all I was doing with that was just co communicating that that passion to other people and and so you never you never really you never really switch off on that if you're yeah some some people do <laughs> so and and it's that's when it's not their passion you know, I know a number of music teachers who who it's just it's what they do. They're good at it, but it's it's not their passion. They don't they do switch off. They're very happy to go. No, nope, not doing any more of that. Um, 
uh, you know, if somebody if somebody would come at lunchtime and say, can you help me with this? Of course I can help you with that because I want it, uh, you know, I, yeah, I want yeah. that passion to be t- transferred to you. Um, so that's what that's what I loved about about music yeah. teaching. Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. So you're then you're, you're then in Lewisham and you start your first choir. How did you go from that choir to creating kind of London City Voices, but also the other enormous choirs that you've done kind of all over the country? So, so yeah, so actually Nunhead, Nunhead's in, uh, it's in Southwark. It's, a, it's, um, uh, it's oh. almost Peckham. And it, it wasn't, I didn't set it up. It was already in, in existence. And then they asked me to come and come and do a little bit there. And then I ended up staying there. And, and then we did a little gig uh, in, a, in a local pub. And uh, one of the guys uh, came up to me afterwards and said oh by the way this is my latest this is my last gig with you because uh, I'm I'm we're moving out of London he said I'm, I'm keeping my job in London um, but I'm we're moving out to Essex um, so so I'll probably try and find a choir that I can go to after work and then there was a kind of a light bulb moment when I just went oh my goodness what a great idea uh, and that's when the idea for London City Voices um, came so that was that was just over 10 years ago um and uh and so then i just i thought i'm gonna make this happen so i i f- found a venue uh st mary at hill in uh, just off of east cheap monument um and took the plunge hired hired it um got some leaflets printed um and got people along you know started 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 telling people about it and mm. uh, and Yes, it took a little while for it to. It took a year, really, for it to. to you know, for the first year, I was losing money. I was. I'd have four people there. Um, sometimes, uh, sometimes I'd have a, have sixteen or something like that. Um, but then, I re. I kind of. I kind of stopped it for a few months to look to to look at it and think. Right, what's going wrong here? Why aren't I getting the num- numbers? And then um, figured it was wasn't anything to do with how I was doing it because people liked choir people the people who came loved it the people who came to the nunhead choir loved it so it wasn't anything i was doing there that was wrong it was just i wasn't getting in front of enough people so i had some more some better leaflets printed and uh i went to stand on london bridge at rush hour uh every morning uh for a couple of weeks um just shouting who do you know that likes to sing with what did you literally do that Loved it, yeah, and I've actually been doing it the last week, um, uh, just again, just to get get a few a few more people, you know, in front of a few more people. It's grassroots, really old school marketing, mm-hmm. but it works. It, I actually got the idea because I was on the way to a, a, an early morning business breakfast meeting on, on a Friday, and there was a guy there uh, giving out leaflets, just going, "Believe in Jesus, believe in Jesus, believe in Jesus," and I went, "I could do that with 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 yeah, the choir." And um, yeah. yeah, and I just, uh, uh, yeah, shouting, shouting at people really works. It worked better when people didn't have headphones in all the time. Um, yeah. Because now, yeah. now you're, stro- you're, you're competing with their music choices. Um, but uh, a banner helps and, and brightly coloured leaflets, really. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful leaflets. Um, so before COVID, because I guess, you know, we'll talk a little bit about what happened during COVID. But before then, how many people... Um, would sing how many members of the London City Voices Choir do you have? So we within um, within a few years we grew to really really large. So we we um, we, we start, started off with just one group obviously, and and so the January twenty thirteen 
our first one of January, which which was like I I consider to be the uh, the reset, if you like, yeah. um, was uh, twenty seven people. Um, they all showed up, and I was like, "This is amazing! This is most I've ever had." <laughs> and we never looked back from there. And so I would uh, think in our concert in uh, twenty nineteen, Christmas concert twenty nineteen was. Um, I think, don't know if that was the biggest one, but it was around about uh, we had about. Three hundred and ninety-eight people singing on stage in the concert. Wow! And so we that, that we we would have about four hundred people a week uh, turning up uh, to four across four different branches because we opened up more and more to, across London. So to, to, to and, then, and and these are people who don't necessarily sing properly. Yeah. yeah. You know, so they'd be like people like me. Who maybe haven't sung properly for years and years and years and think that they really love it, but they don't really sing anymore in that kind of way. How do you because I've been thinking about this? I have promised myself four years of okay, you know, we've had two years of COVID, which has probably made it a bit more tricky. But you know, I promised myself as my children left home that I would join a choir and I would sing again. And I have not got round to it. And I know why. It's because I can't bear the thought of walking through the door and then everyone going, yeah, but you're really crap. And, you know, and, and, I, and I, I just, and, you know, and I know I'm okay. I can hold, I can hold a note. I can even read music. But what is it that stops us? Why is it with singing that one, it makes us feel so amazing, but also we're so kind of scared of putting ourselves forward it's a real it's it's quite a complex uh, thing of layers and i go into this in my book but it's 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 so, it's so many different things it's it's i guess we we lots of people have in their heads that everybody else is a really good singer everybody else who joins the choir is a really good singer and uh, and you're going to be the worst and it's just not the case right it, it, there's such a range there's always some really great singers um but most people to be honest most people are just very average singers and they can hold a tune they they haven't taken it further they everybody has the capability i think everybody has the capability to be actually quite a reasonable singer and if you really push it and push and push it you, and, and get lessons and uh, you know go through coaching and do the do the studying and do the practice then you can be really good but most people don't do that in the same way that most people who go out running in the morning aren't athletes they're not no you know, some of them are and you get some people dashing around the, the field or whatever, but but most people are just out to to stay a bit healthy, stay, stay a bit fit, um, and they're never going to compete, they're anything like that. But they are just doing it because they like doing it, um, and yeah. that is the same with singing. Most people aren't going to go in and 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 try and win Britain's Got Talent. Um, they they just want to sing and they enjoy doing it. There's a great quote um, attributed to Kurt Vonnegut um, where he talks about. Uh, um, being being on an archaeological dig at the age of 15 and the guy said um so what how do you spend your time do you are you in a, do you do sports and he was no i don't do sports i do choir and i do violin and i do uh drama and things like that but i'm not any good at them um and and the guy went it doesn't matter it does, you don't have to be good at them you just need to enjoy them that's what life's about and that's really what what this that's what london mm -hmm. city voices is about that there, there's there's that great mixture of people who who are excellent at it and who can lead sections and, and who are the kind of the people who you stand next to and you 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 want to um, you want to kind of stand next to them because they they know what they're doing um, and then there's there's everybody else 
And so most people fit into the everybody else category. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really doesn't matter. You know, we've, we, there's a few people um, always every term who join who, who are, you know, a little bit, bit, bit um, let's say, imprecise about their pitching. Um, and I just work with those people sometimes and I'll say, listen, can I just help you with your pitching a little bit? Come, come stay after afterwards a bit, and we'll just work on how to actually get those notes a bit, bit more accurately. Mm. Um, and it's it's it, it's a very personal thing, the voice, and it's it's one of those things that if somebody criticizes criticizes your voice, you feel personally attacked. You feel, yeah, you know, it's a real insult, and it's a, so you have to be really careful how you address that whole um, that whole issue. Um, but this is this is one of my passion, absolute passions is trying to is trying to 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 get people that, into that mindset mm. where they can where they can actually go actually I have I have the capability of doing this. And what is it that psychologically um, makes us feel so good when we do sing? I, you know, I had um, and I know you know her well, Dr. Julia Jones on quite recently, who was talking about you know the the impact that just listening to music can have and the different kinds of music you can listen to to you know enable you to focus more on work or on sport or on home or, or whatever to relax what is it psychologically that happens when we sing um that makes us feel so good i think again it's one of those hugely complex layered things but but i think one of the things is that you're that you're part of something much bigger and that you're you are contributing to uh to a bigger uh, a bigger voice which sounds which sounds beautiful and and you couldn't do that on your own and nor could anybody else you need all those people um there's something about about just singing in the same room as people and you know joyous songs uh making making beautiful harmonies um i'm sure there's all sorts of actual scientific things which i don't know anything about but ought to uh, because of what i do but i don't uh, but i know that that you know it's been proved time and time again that the well-being aspect of singing is is just phenomenal the the the, the rush of endorphins that you get um, and then of course then there's the connection with people and because we always do um we always go to the pub afterwards we sing in the pub in fact in all of the pubs that we go to we have a, an arrangement with the oh well so we we then there's net there's basically a second rehearsal after the rehearsal, but you just have to have a glass of wine in your hand as well. Um, so, uh, but that 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 whole connection with other people um, and other other like-minded people. They might be yeah. t- from a completely different background, um, but it's that is incredible. Yeah, yeah, and and for you, I mean, I can see your passion. I can absolutely hear you know your absolute love of music, but. It's quite a big thing to then create, as you say, you know, four choirs, nearly 400 people running that as a, as a business and, a, you know, for you, your livelihood. How have you reset yourself from being, you know, a teacher to effectively an entrepreneur to do that? Has that been hard? Um, to be honest, it's been, uh, well, it's, it's hard work, but I absolutely love it. I... I uh, so I could never be employed again ever because because that that whole sense of of um, everything that I do is strategic. So so my wife Kate helped me with this. Um, and so she joined the choir uh, in 2013, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, when we met. And so, oh right, so you, she wasn't your wife. You met her through the choir. In the choir, yeah. Um, oh, great! Expressed an interest in getting a bit more involved in the choir. She didn't know what she was letting herself in for. <laughs> 
But she, um, she and I run this now as a business. Um, she was made redundant uh, in 2018, and so we took the opportunity to to kind of you know, to make that right. Okay, let's let's work on this together. Um, and it's uh, it's it's amazing. It's uh, you know we. We kind of choose the agenda. We decide how it's going to go. We decide which companies we work with, um, and it, it's—I mean, it's tricky. And obviously, COVID was a was a yeah. <laughs> something of a fly in the ointment. Uh, but it was at the same time. I just—you have to see everything as a as an opportunity, and and you have to see that that there, you know some it's a challenge, um, but we can overcome this challenge, and we can do something with it, and we can we can get some positives out of this challenge. Um, and that's um, that's the attitude that I have to have. I, I can't see any other way of doing it, really. Yeah, yeah. So what did you do during COVID, Richard? So during COVID, um, right, the first thing that we did, uh, I took a little bit of time, I took a couple of weeks to just go, right, what is going on here? And we were actually on a... So one of the things about London City Voices is we organise singing holidays. Um, and, uh, yes, you've got one coming up in Greece. Yes, we have. Yeah, um, can't wait. Month time, um, but we had um, we had organised. There was a skiing holiday actually um, to Andorra, um, and uh, it was our third one. Um, and so there were a group of us in, in Andorra just as everything was kicking off over here. So the, wow. the, the trip was the seventh to the fourteenth of March um, uh, in twenty twenty, and so we came back uh, on the Saturday. And then lockdown happened the following Saturday. So we had one rehearsal on, oh no, we had a rehearsal on the Monday in town, which was very small. Yeah. And then, and then we decided to have a, a rehearsal around our place. Um, we invited a, a group of groups of people who, who we knew could, could hold those parts in small groups. I think we had 15 people or something in our house. And we, we, we streamed that uh, over Zoom uh that, i mean it's really 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 early on wow um, and and then that that was kind of it um yeah. then um so then we had to go right well, how are we going to do this so we did we did it we did some stuff on zoom like everybody did for a while um which is but the problem with zoom of course is the latency and so there is a there is about a second gap um so you cannot sing uh simultaneously on zoom uh, yeah. but uh so we did, that's that was one of the things we did for a while, and and I'll tell you about another bit in a second. But the other thing that we did was um, I was I was seeing all these choir videos coming out, people people doing you know virtual videos. So we thought right, let's do let's do something here, and uh, we um, we thought we'd do you've got a friend, which is a, a, an arrangement that um, I had taught before, and so I thought let's let's do this, let's let's get everybody to 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 send in videos of themselves singing their part and not, we'll compile it together. But then we thought, let's let's try and raise money for a charity. So we, we took Women's Aid um, as the, the charity to, to support. And um, amazingly, we raised uh, £115,000 um, for them uh, with, with the You've Got a Friend video. So you can, I, I can send you a link um, to it. Yes, please. It was, a, it, was, it was great, really, really great to do. Yeah. BBC News and things like this um, and then um, I delved into uh, some tech so looking into a, a, there's a program called um, there's an app called Jamulus um, and Jamulus is a uh, it's one of about three or four different programs there's one called Jamkazam and there's a, there's, there's a few other things like that which allow you 
to sort of defy the laws of physics a bit and um and you can sing simultaneously if you've got the right kind of internet connection you can sing simultaneously but it's it's a bit of a tech nightmare to set up so it takes a bit of doing okay. um but i'm reasonably techy so i i i looked into it and we worked on it and we're still using it today we 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 have one of our we changed one of our um rehearsal evenings from um which wasn't working so well so we moved that to the online one and uh -huh. We still have um, quite a few people logging on to Jamulus and singing together, and then we stream that to we 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 send that to Zoom, so the people who can't do the tech stuff can still get the benefit of the tech stuff, and they hear people singing together. But it's mm. it's remarkable, it, it, you know, people can't believe that it is actually live simultaneous stuff. Um, wow, that's that's fascinating because you know I've I've seen uh, a number of your before the pandemic, a, a number of your YouTube. And you know the thing that strikes me about it is one is is just how many people are involved, which is amazing, um, but also just how good it sounds. Yeah, you know, I mean, your choirs are really, really good. Yeah, well, I work them hard. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, and I can expect that. And I think you know, I think we've seen, haven't we, through a couple of TV programs, just you know that that people can sing and that you can, if you really want to try, you can sing and you can bring choirs together. Uh, and we've sort of seen that happen in real life. But I think, you know, there's something amazing about people who are literally going after work. Um, yeah. But but you also work within, well, you did some work with Samsung uh, for the launch of one of their products. But you also go into businesses as well. And you do, I guess, singing lessons within businesses, do you? We do. We do. Um, yeah, we do corporate uh, workspace choirs, really. Um, and uh, also team building um, exercises, just to, if, if people want a one off uh, day or something, just to just to create a choir with their groups. So I've done that with with various firm, law firms and um, asset management management firms and Tower, the, the staff of Tower Bridge, actually, the entire staff of Tower Bridge became a choir. Um, uh, and um, yeah, my son, Ben, who who's 25, he goes in and, and does um, does those as well. Um, so he, he teaches. Wow. Up in it's, a, it's a family business. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just trying to bring, bring singing to as many places as possible. I, I think, so everybody who wants, I think everybody that wants to has got the capability to learn to, to, learn to sing. I think that, that so there is a thing called amusia, which is basically a bit like color blindness when it comes to, to to music. So so when you can't distinguish between pitches whether they're high or low, yeah. um, but it's a very small percentage of the population that have that, and that is truly being tone tone deaf. Um, at, and most people who say I think I'm tone deaf aren't tone deaf. They they just don't haven't got got haven't learned how to do that. Yet. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell Jazz that uh, Stefan needs to. She can. Uh, Stefan is a tennis coach. Yes. So he is trying to teach Jasmine, who literally has very little hand-eye ball coordination. Um, but I think, you know, the other way around could work really, really well as well. And uh, we'll see how we'll see how he gets on um, with Jazz helping him. So just tell us a little bit about we're very I am so excited um, about you coming to the Parrot Festival. It's, uh, you know, for me, music is really important. It's it's something that has great power and um so I was really delighted when you said you're going to bring choir on, but also you're going to do a kind of sing along for for us there in the audience. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect. Well, um, 
I'm, I'm kind of, I'm probably going to partially play it by ear, literally, um, uh, in that I'll be there with the, with the keyboard. Um, so we'll do our little performance in the morning with the, with, with London City Voices. Yeah. And you're going to do a mashup, aren't you? Yeah, we're going to do a 90s mashup, which Ben, my, my son, wrote. Um, Brilliant. Which is, which is uh, over 40 songs from the 90s in 15 minutes. Um, so uh, we'll do that in the morning. And then um, we'll have a keyboard, hopefully, at lunchtime. And then... Um, just people can say, "Can you play a bit of Queen? Can you play whatever?" And then we'll we'll just we'll just get get people joining in. I, I do these things at these sing-alongs at Wilderness and End of the Road and and various festivals like that. They're really good fun. Um, and then um, and then possibly later on in the afternoon, do uh, get whoever's there to do a little choir, a little wow. scratch choir, put you together and, and get you singing something that works together. I think that'll be great fun. Oh, I, I absolutely can't wait it. Wait for it. So we've, you know, we've come out of lockdown now, and people are beginning to get back together, and it's so exciting. You're bringing some of your choir with you. What's the the next kind of reset or evolution for for you and for London City Voices? <sighs> I think um, so. So for me, um, my next project is this: is getting this um, this book and workshops. Um, off the ground uh, it's called think you can't sing think again and it's exactly what i've been talking about it's just it's it's a mindset changing book uh, is the idea Brilliant. and i really want to 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 be focused on on getting more people who, people who really really would love to love to learn uh to to sing the right notes and and i'm really i've i've proved it many 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 times that that i can get somebody to sing the right notes um, who doesn't think that they can? Um, but the biggest, the biggest uh, obstacle is always the mind, um, and so that's that's what this book is um, is for. So it's not it's not out yet, but it will be. Um, When's it coming out, Richard? Do you know? I, uh, it needs to be finished first. So it's, it's I've, I've got about I've got about two or three thousand words to, to go still. So I've got to, it's going to be tidied up. So I would say uh, in the next six months it'll be out. Great. Great. Well, in time for Christmas, I think that would be helpful because I've got a few people that I would love to send it to. Um, and uh, in fact, I was thinking about it. A lovely friend of mine, Liz, she started a choir at her uh, local church. And actually, it's become a really, you know, big thing. And, and lots of people are going and like you, uh, you know, it's just a local church you know, people getting together, socialising, because I think that bit, it isn't just about the singing, is it? It's about no. the singing, the listening, the socialising. And I think, you know, we see in our Let's Reset um, workshops, the, the piece that people find most difficult still is having great quality time together, is satisfying that kind of creative outlet of learning something new and I think also of just being brave enough to push themselves to do new things again because we've almost forgotten how to do that you know learning how to use zoom does not really satisfy my creative outlet it just means I've got a technical way to make work happen or, or some other things but I, I wonder whether you know for us there might be a real revolution in us all wanting to sing together I hope so I mean, it'd be great for me, um, but it would be, you know, I th we're, we're human beings are born to be in a, in a, tr in a tribe. We, 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 yeah. we, we want that, that sense of belonging and sense of, you know, collective, um, and, and choirs really give that if, you know, if it's the right type of choir, then you really get that sort of, um, you know, family really, um, 
yeah. out of it. And so that's it's it's so much more than just singing. The singing obviously is is the thing that binds everybody to everything together, um, and it's the purpose that you come together for. But actually, everybody in my choir would say that it's not it's not just about the singing. It's you know it's, it's about everything else yeah. as well. It's about the yeah. social. Yeah, yeah. And Richard, what else, you know, because obviously uh, we talk about resets, we also talk a little bit about how your own well-being links to your performance. And we can see clearly great passion, great purpose, uh, you know, brilliant at connecting people. Do you do anything else to kind of look after your own well-being and make sure that you can you can meet this fantastic vision that you've got? I'm uh, I do do um from being a very unsporty person as a as a as a kid and and teenager and in fact adult um in my certainly in my 50s i've really i i'm just keeping fit so running and uh you know some martial arts and um uh cycling things like that just trying to stay healthy now um you know re- realize that that you know life's not forever and i really like life yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm very very keen to to make the most of it and to to, to kind of stay healthy. Mm. So that's that's giving me quite a lot at the moment. Well, I think that's a brilliant thing to do. And actually, you're absolutely right. And you know, for you, you said I love the fact that you're um, a nine or a ten up ten most days, which means you know I always think that I was given an extra battery. Um, so you know, I look around at other people and they don't seem to have as much energy as me. No, I agree. Uh, but I think if you get a given another battery, and there's certainly people who've been given one more than me as well. So I don't think I'm, you know, super energetic, but I feel very lucky and very privileged to have that. But I think we need to nurture that. If you if you are one of those people, um, you kind of need to nurture that extra battery. And, um, and it's not enough to just have something that you absolutely love and the purpose that you can see. But I think I think what you said about um, that whole kind of um, having that, something something to learn is really really key because kate and i um neither of us had been skiing until uh 2018 um uh so we you know we we got reasonably late in life and, and just went we're going to do this and and we absolutely love it now and you know we, we're not very good at it um but we really like it and this is <laughs> this is i use this as a parallel quite a lot with the singing thing it doesn't matter if you're not great at it i'm never going to be a great skier i'm okay um but it you know, I've I've not had fifty years of of you know of learning to do it as a kid and all this kind of stuff, which which lots of people do. You know, yeah. um, but so I don't mind that I'm not not brilliant. Um, I'll just carry on being fairly average and uh, but really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's fantastic that there are so many people that can carry on being average at singing, but really can find a, a home and a place to be able to sing. Um, thank you for shouting at London Bridge Station in Waterloo <laughs> to actually get people to come along. Uh, we're going to shout a lot about it next week on uh, May the 19th. Um, I'm so looking forward to both seeing London City Voices and for, for you helping us get something out of singing uh, at the Power Up Festival. But also thank you for sharing your life and your journey with us today. Thank you very much, Suki. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed Reset the Podcast, I'd love it if you would forward it to your work colleagues, friends and family. Reset the Podcast is a Let's Reset and Advertising Week global production. Executive producer is Richard Larson, with me, Suki Thompson. Thanks to our sponsor, Liars Non-Alcoholic Spirits and voiceover artist, Talitha Penny. Music provided by Audio Network. <laughs>